Welcome to the Gears and Grind podcast, where the best and brightest entrepreneurs, automotive personalities, and innovators share their stories about how they built their empires and impart lessons for you to do the same with your host, Joshua Bennett. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the Gears and Grinds podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Bennett. On this episode of the podcast, I have Mikhail Voss. Mikhail, do you mind just telling a little bit about who you are? Give them a little bit of an elevated pitch about, about uh, Coco Palette and what you guys do and a little bit of your backstory. Yeah, sure. Thanks uh, for having us, Joshua. Um, about the project, Coco Palette, maybe I'll tell a little bit about that first and then uh, later about myself. So we started found um, a way of to use the, the waste from the coconuts, like the hairy part around the nut, because it contains fiber as well as the glue. And we can make like a kind of MDF particleboard from this. So we looked at what's the biggest problem we can solve with this technique, with these resources. And it happened to be pallets, uh, pallets for Asian exporters. They need about 1.7 billion export pallets a year one way and they have hardly any wood resources so wood is the imported comes to the cost has to be treated against insects so we made something that's fully bio-based circular which competes on price with wood pellets that's why all the companies are calling us right now wood prices are increasing and they all want to do something sustainable and we just make it very easy for them just to to, to switch uh, from the non-sustainable wooden pellet to uh a much more sustainable circular cocoa pellet mm. and uh, actually in in this project everything comes together what i did before like working in construction running a construction company in the caribbean uh, my time in the army uh, my background because my mom was born in java so this is also where there's a lot of coconuts in indonesia so uh, yeah this is basically it we uh, we like to solve big problems and take care of all the people in the, in the value chain, starting from with the farmers, by paying them a fair share of, of the uh, of the revenues, mm-hmm. and same thing for the factory workers, and uh, and yeah, we see that we are embraced by companies and also governments. Really? I think we have like invitations from like ninety two countries now to come there to build a factory or, or help them with turning this massive waste of, of the coconut husk in, into value. That's, that's 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 actually very very um very 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 um, innovative um, because I know for me um, I actually took international business when I went to school and and we were talking about wood pallets and and the different types of pallets that people use to ship stuff around the world and 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 just just how much of a waste it it, it is at points because you're basically you're 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 quite literally using the, the you're able to use the same pallet over and over again. But at the same time, it's not it's not as sustainable as as like you said, right? That's what the well, they're, they're basically two kind of pellets. You have the reusable ones, yeah. and these are used hundreds of times, and you just have to make sure that they're in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And we advise if you can do that, that's the best uh, and most sustainable use of pellets. If they're even if they're from plastic or like hardwood, but if they're used many times. It's perfectly fine. But for export, it doesn't work. For example, Asia exports so much more than they import. Well, they import raw materials, bulk. So there's a much bigger need for pallets in Asia, so in Mexico. And these pallets never return. So they're one way, yeah. single use. And we only focus on that. People say, like, oh, I want them in, the, in my storage or I want them to use in the States. We said, well, we're not going to sell them to you because we're not solving a problem. And our pallets are made not to last. They should just last as one trip. Yeah. Bring goods overseas, make the loading and unloading easy, and then uh, the pallets can be collected and milled and used as biomass for, for soil improvement, for example. Oh. It's an excellent material for that. So there's like an even a value of like a few hundred dollars per ton uh, of for the milled coconut, the coconut right. pallets, right. after they, they reach the final destination. And that makes it much more interesting for the importers to ask for for copper pellets instead of wooden pellets from their Asian suppliers. This right, is so, how we approach the market. Right. So that would 
totally save a lot of money on shipping, uh, sorry, storage and 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 and, and keeping and and, and 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 kind of maintaining the pallet versus versus when when the shipment comes through, you're you're able to actually be, be able to break it down in an environmentally friendly way, and then be able to use yeah, that for, yeah, for crops or whatever, or for soil or whatever. Yeah, because we don't use any synthetic resin. If you have pressed pellets that are known with wood chips and uh, urea formaldehyde, synthetic resin, that's that's kind of toxic. And we don't use any synthetic components in, in our process. It's 100% natural. That's why it's, it's circular. And it, it can be reused for another purpose. And this, this is something that really appeals to a few big, big companies that I cannot mention the names right now, but... They really think like, okay, we can make some money at the end, but also it fits in their circular, uh, sustainable approach. Yeah, and that's why we focus first on the big importers from the U.S. and from Europe. Yeah, and not so much on the exporters in Asia. Mm. So we're creating creating more like a pool, and that's that's why we love to talk with companies that that import like thousands of containers full of goods from Asia, because that's where we want to be. And that right now actually makes the most sense since, I mean, since Asia is, is, has turned itself into, um, the, the manufacturing region of the world. It, it, it like, and, and like you said, it, it, it not only, uh, brings in tons and tons and tons of materials. There are tons and tons and tons of, of wooden pallets that, that, that have to be stored and that have to be reused. And then, and then the, the chemicals that are, that are put into the wood aren't, that are harmful to, to not only us as humans, um, but also to the environment, right? So, well, that's the thing. See, um, we don't have any, enough trees in the world. Yeah. So, and every if you plant forest, it will take 20, 30 years before they're like big grown on like big trees. Yeah. And uh, every day, there's like a big amount of forest disappearing, and we need these trees. So that's why we think like using wood for furniture or construction, that, that's a good long-lasting use of wood. Yeah. Using wood for one-way pellets is, is not a very smart and wise thing to do. No. Same as using uh, wood in areas where there's a shortage for fuel, for example. You need to look for alternatives. And so this is what we focus on, use wood wisely. Mm. And th this is the message that we want to convey. Like it's important how we look at our resources because also uh, more and more people using plastic export pellets the very flimsy ones oh really and yeah so because you know wood's getting scarce more expensive uh, you can make these plastic pellets and you know well one of the things the, the benefits of plastic pellets is they're definitely free of of, of wood boring insects mm. so they're quite popular and uh, so when the wood price is going up the market for plastic pellets gets bigger but you know if they're not recycled at the end it's a very bad thing because yeah. also this is a lot of oil that we use for for these purposes. And see, plastic, if it's like pure PP or PE, it can be recycled too. But you have mm -hmm. to have a plan. Yeah. And if that's not working, then it's not a good uh, solution. Yeah. And but this, I think this is like entrepreneurship. You look like what's the biggest problem I can find, and, and do I have solve. a solution? And then uh, solve. Because if you're not solving the problem, there's probably no business. Yeah. And 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 that's the cornerstone of, of entrepreneurship, right? If 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 you can't, I mean, if you can't find a problem, or or a corner of the market that and that someone's doing poorly, like like for example, a lot of a lot of companies here uh, in in the states and, and in Canada, typically typically have pretty bad customer service. Um, as a company tends to get larger, the customer service tends to get worse there are there are there are there are a couple companies that 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 are that are that are a exception to the rule like costco and amazon but the general consensus is, is like for uh, at, least, at least where i am in canada our telecommunications companies are um abhorrent with the customer service um, and that, that's that's a bit strange yeah don't you think so because um uh, people think it's only price 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 but you don't want to compete on price in business well we do because we have optimized the process and we know we can scale it we're an impact company but if you have a lot of contact with customers customers stay with you if they feel respected and treated well and if problems that do occur uh, are solved well yeah and uh, if you don't solve the problem well they're out the door and they never come back 
it's so much easier to, to keep a customer happy. So that there's no focus on customer satisfaction with a lot of companies is just not smart. No. And uh, because also things always go wrong, mistakes are made. You must have a protocol for that, and, and so you can solve it. Because this is also how you learn, how you can improve your service and products. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a funny world, and a lot of people call themselves entrepreneurs, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think that uh, uh, there, there are different gradations in that. Uh, like our team, we're like really focused on for impact, and we know we can only have impact if we can scale, and if we need need to scale, we need to have a very good business that yeah. is profitable, scalable returning happy customers if we don't do that right we can never have the impact we desire yeah and so no you actually are forced to do your job as, as well as possible and i think that's also the most fun and attracts the the right team members yeah yeah and 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 and, and also and also the, the 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 right the right customers and 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 and, and ones that will um um be most um, impactful with your product. True. Yeah. So that's we we receive a lot of requests from Europe and states, and uh, so we say thank you, but no thank you, because we don't want to sell in the states. We don't want to sell in Europe because there's wood, there's not so much export, and if it's just for being nice and, and to showcase, oh, see how sustainable we are, we're not into that game. Yeah. We want to solve the problems where they are, and this is in Asia. Also, we produce in Asia to start with. So we sell in Asia, this is the shortest shipping route, mm -hmm. because we can quantify the CO2 savings in the supply chain for our customers. And next to the the, 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 the dollars that, that they save per pallet in, in total per year. And I think that that's very interesting. That's why you have to be very data-based. And also, uh, if you know where you want to go, you also know what not to do. So we easily say no to people. Yeah. And if but if but we know a lot about pellets, but we say like maybe you should look at that and that solution for for your operations. So we guide them to other companies that might have a solution for them. Uh, go to reusable as much as possible for yeah. like if it's in the States or in Europe. But um it's uh I think it's very nice for everyone to be very clear, like, no, we're not gonna sell to you, but <laughs> You could do this. I, I think people appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and you know what? Staying, I'm kind of staying, kind of, kind of staying in in, in your lane is very very important. Um, um, yeah, I believe anyway, right? No, it's focus. Especially you have to do one thing very well. And yeah. we got like every week, like somebody wants to make furniture with us or building products. And yes, we do want to make building products, but it will be in a few years' time. Yeah. First, we have to build this cash cow and get the knowledge to do these yeah. things. Yeah. And then we'll move, solve other problems like affordable, sustainable building materials for people in the Caribbean and the Polynesia, everywhere, like the coconuts, where, where the coconuts is. Are. Yeah. And, but if we start to do that now at the same time, you know, everything will fail and then the world will not have solutions in a few years. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you file everything. And we get back to that maybe in two, three years' time uh, with, with a team that was dedicated to only do that. Yeah. And now our team is only doing pallets and a certain kind of pallets for certain markets. Like if a cement company uh, mails us like, oh, we want your pallets. We know, no, it's not going to work because the weight is too high, yeah. too much weight on the thing, and they couldn't put it outside on the construction site. And it's, it's going to work for our too. pallets. And, uh, so, and cement, the, 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 the cement bags. The, the, the actual biodegrade. If 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 if, if the cement were to spill, right, it would just mess up the the actual end result of of what you guys are trying to achieve. Well, see, that's not low hanging fruit, and I'm not yeah. saying we're never going to do pellets for for cement bags, yeah. but uh, not now. Yeah, and that's also managing. They see, we have a very good solution for for millions of companies, but. We do not have the silver bullet, of course, and yeah. we don't aim to have the silver bullet. And also, you know, our team is quite small and it's growing rapidly. Uh, mm -hmm. We're very lucky that a lot of talent uh, approaches us to work with us. And these are people like the new 
millennials that are like highly educated. They are, but they just don't want to have a job only. They want to have a purpose. Yeah. And when they read about our project, they're really like, oh, this, this got my name on it. And some really do everything. They get, get an appointment. And so the ones that really pull through, don't give up easily. Those are the ones that uh, have the most chance. Yeah. Um, so my, I, I, I kind of want to bring it back to um, coconuts. Why did you got... Why? Why did you guys, uh, in particular, just decide to go with coconuts, and, and you guys could have gone <laughs> with sugarcane or bamboo or, or, or well, any, that, any other any other material? Well, it, it came from bamboo because, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we, we I started like some clean tech companies before, and the uh, other product we made was like hard hardwood made from pressed bamboo fibers, hmm. but the. The normal bamboo is like dipped into synthetic resin, like a urea formaldehyde or phenol formaldehyde, and it has like formaldehyde emissions. And we're looking for we were looking for an alternative for these synthetic resins and bio-based. So we looked at soy resins, other resins that are like bio-based. Of course, hundred years ago, nothing was almost synthetic because everything was natural. Yeah, like different kinds of glues. And so for thousands of years, man used all kinds of paints and glues that were like fully natural yeah and so we were looking with the university how can we make the same product same quality same price with like with, without synthetic resins mm. and then the the professor we worked with he gave me the report that said like this is interesting because this waste stream which is abundantly available it's like the the coconuts of like 60 billion coconut husks are available for this it has the fiber and the glue I was like, wow, that's interesting. Because oh. if you have like bamboo or you have like jute or wood or uh, bagasse, you often need like to add something to have it stick together. Yeah. And uh, and with this, it, it was all in one. It, 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 already, it already came built in. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a fantastic tree, the coconut tree, because you have like food, drinks, water, fuel, roofing, building material. You can survive on the, on the coconut island for for years uh, yeah. just on, on that tree. It's that's it's quite amazing, and also the coconut is quite amazing because this this fruit can drop like 20, 30 meters and survive the fall, then float for half a year and just become a coconut tree on the other side of the ocean. And so the material is very sturdy, very uh, rugged. So that's why also. This coconut husk, if it's lying around in the garden, for example, it would take about 15, 20 years to decompose, uh-huh. uh, which makes it very interesting, again, to mill it and use the soil improvement. Yeah. So you can replace peat so we can protect our peatlands. So it has a lot of benefits to use coconut material. The only thing is you probably need the, the peat moss in, in the States, yeah. and there are not so many coconuts in the States. Well, maybe some in Florida, some in Hawaii. Yeah. And the shipping of the material to the place where it needed is costs uh, money and CO2. And we saw part of this with, with, with the coconuts because the, the transportation from Asia to the States, for example, is already paid for. Mm. And but the coconuts, I love coconuts. Like any food, like Thai food, uh, Indonesian food, with coconut, and uh, yeah. I use coconut oil. Every day, yes. so I'm really like a, a <laughs> coconut addict, totally. Um, you, you know what? Um, as I, as I was growing up, my my mom would use coconut in like baking or cooking. Yeah, um, um, she would use it to make to make like rice with with with, with, the, with the coconut milk and and do that type of thing. And then, um, as we as I got older, uh, my family started to realize that that there's such thing as coconut oil and and the, the coconut. The, the coconut itself is very, very uh, robust. There, there, there are there are a lot of uses for the coconut, and and people don't. I, I, I think anyway, pe- pe- people don't seem to realize and appreciate how how much the coconut actually actually can contribute. It's a it's a healthy it's a healthy alternative to a lot of these creams or or lotions that you're using. It's it's a very very healthy cooking oil. It's uh, it's 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 it's, it's Sorry, 
it's it's good for the skin. It's 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 good for um, um, every, basically almost every single part of your body. It, it is, and it has a bad rep because the uh, the soil and the soy and the, the corn oil manufacturers and lobbies really had some campaigns like in the 80s and also recently to, to crush the reputation of other edible oils. And uh, the, the, these coconut farms, they couldn't cope with like this very aggressive marketing from other companies. Uh, because, But if you look at it, if, if you look at all the, the research that's done about different kind of fats, like the coconut oil has is like medium chain fatty acids instead of the short chain or long chain ones that you don't want in your menu. So it's much healthier. And also the virgin coconut oil, which is like cold pressed oil, it contains motor laurin. And this is uh, killing, actually killing viruses and bacteria. Oh. Sa- same is found in, in mother's milk to help the baby through the first few months. Mm-hmm. And this is quite unique because this is like in mother's milk mm-hmm. and in coconut oil. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I read a lot about it and I'm really convinced it's, it's good to ditch some some other oils uh like like palm oil it's just like a different thing and uh and eat much healthier do you believe that the the logistics industry is headed towards a renewable future um i, I know for me when when i when, when i was learning it it was kind of shifting it's kind of sh- shifting in that direction i used to watch documentaries about how 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 ships are moving more towards um um, green green fuel and green fueling and and trying to uh, maximize how much I can carry, but also minimize the size and the impact that they have. I also know I also know that, that there are some truck companies that are moving away from away from uh, diesel, but they're moving more towards biodiesel or even going fully electric, and they're able to haul just as much or even more for longer distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so what so what are your thoughts on that? Well. Uh, that, that, I have two thoughts about it. First, I think, like, how did we do things like 100, 200 years ago? Well, there was not, most things were lo- produced locally because, like, shipping was, like, uh, expensive and hard. It was only for the rich. So you would eat local food. Uh, we, we had local construction materials. And I think we have to get back to that more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the boat, the ships we used were, like, sailing vessels well we're getting that a little bit back now too there's like this three dutch dutch guys and uh, they're called the tres amigos and they have like this sailing yacht bringing sugar and rum from uh the caribbean to the netherlands mm-hmm. and then they, they bring like other things from here to there so it's like going up and down and a lot of volunteers in this boat and people That's are cool. are paying extra for this rum because they like the story and I like like to see these things, and in road transportation, of course, I think we're going more electric. Uh, I think that there's a big change now because of the the web stores. Mm-hmm. So the logistics could go from the factories and distribution to the, to the stores, and now it goes directly to the consumers. Yes. So you have more smaller trucks uh, needed, and this one can be in residential areas, be all electric, for example. And then, of course, if you charge these with like coal-powered plants, these uh, things, then that's maybe not a good idea. But if we use an optimizer, solar power and, and wind energy, uh, which is getting cheaper and cheaper uh, per kilowatt, I think that's interesting. Uh, also, what Elon Musk did with with uh, starting a new car company—that's amazing. Because uh, we work a lot in German with like companies that are active in the automotive industry, they all have to come with like new models that are fully electric. Uh, otherwise, they would have waited maybe 10 or 20 years. But they were forced by this innovative guy from South Africa living in the States because he said, like, we're just going to make the best car. And they just pulled it off. And even if Tesla is going bankrupt, which I don't expect, they've been very successful in putting this on the map and, and uh, making driving electrical sexy because mm. you know who wants to drive in a toyota prius <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't look good you know yeah. and it, 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 your kids don't want you to pick them up at school with the, with the prius but you know if dad or mom has like a tesla oh yeah. pick me up every day uh, so 
I think that that's a bit marketing. It's a bit uh, boldness that that, that that we need in innovation, and in especially in the logistic industry. Because if you look at logistics, that's where most fuel is used: uh, shipping, very very crude oil, uh, diesel, uh, gasoline, and so you know we know one thing: we're not getting more fossil fuels. There will be a day it's finished and it will be scarce, it will be more expensive. And if it's going to be in 20 years or 50 years that the price is going to skyrocket, so how are we going to fill all these tanks with gasoline? How are we going to put all the kerosene in planes? Yeah. That's why we have to look now at alternatives. Like friends of us, they started Sky Energy and they make um, biofuels for aviation. Wow. And it's still more expensive because logistics is more expensive. They have to ship it in thousand liter uh, barrels instead of like big uh, tanker ships but as that scales the price per liter per gallon will go down and that's exactly what we did we said we need to scale it to optimize it and to reduce the cost and if we reduce the cost we can compete and can scale it even bigger so if you start an innovative product and you want to really have an impact you have to scale and I'm not saying that it's not important to do like small things, like a small organic farm, organic store, an organic food cafe, uh, educational part. Everything's important. Also, the money you spend in the supermarket. How are you going to spend? You're going to buy processed food or you're going to buy organic vegetables, for example. Yeah. That's also important. So on every level and every penny, every million dollar, <laughs> trillion dollar, it's expensive. It, it's, it's important how you spend it. And... I think this is thing about responsibility. Yeah. What do I do? What What are my actions? Yeah. And what do I give an incentive? The bad thing or the good thing? And also, um, what I think anyway is is in regards to like um, supermarkets, knowing where your food comes from. Yeah. Right. And knowing... th th then you go back to the local source because we eat things from all over the world because we want our fruits or kiwis from New Zealand yeah. <laughs> all year round. Well, maybe we should stop doing that. See, like, hey, what's in the season? What's local? And going to the farmer's market. But also bring the farmer's market in the supermarket. Yeah. Uh, the big supermarkets can also support local farmers. Uh, but what you see is that these, the buying power of these big corporations, they're so powerful, they can negotiate anything. So farmers sometimes have to sell under a cost price. Yeah. And you have to take care of the take care of the farmers of the suppliers downstream if you don't do that they will stop farming and then we all have a big problem because we have no food left and by squeezing your suppliers that's not a good plan right and, and this and is like more standard than than an extension so that's why also we're saying like to the to coconut uh, companies that make coconut oil and coconut products hey guys it's time to pay a fair share to the farmers because the demand has gone up and the prices have halved uh, for, for, for the for the copra, for the coconut meat. And that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But you say they, they say, yeah, but you know, it's coupled to the palm oil price and, and that has dropped because of oversupply. So, so you know, these things don't make sense to farmers because farmers they will do something else. They go to the city. And uh, well you see this everywhere. Yeah. And we have to take care of our the, the the bottom of the pyramid everywhere because um i i, I heard the story about walmart um what happened was walmart comes to town um in a in in in, in one of these cities and um and, and they wanted to and they wanted to to take over the market right so so what ended up happening was um they they um they told this mom and pop shop um we want to buy your brand, right? And they're like, no. So Walmart goes to their suppliers, the mom, the mom, the mom, the mom and pop shop suppliers, and says, and says, um, if you do business, if if you do, if you do business with 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 uh, with the mom and pop um, business, then we're gonna take our business away from you. Well, I, I don't know the story, and I don't know. If it's true, but I do know that if companies like Walmart, the leadership decides and the, and the shareholders decide we're going to change for the better, it will have a massive impact. Yeah. If they say we're not going to uh, 
shell meat that that are from animals that had a horrible life and we 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 go for organic vegetables and we cut out like things that are unhealthy for you we're not going to sell unhealthy stuff anymore and we're going to pay fair value for for farmers to the farmers now that if walmart does it then all the other companies have to do it too yeah so it takes leadership it takes guts yeah and, and more and more you see like big company make that turn and and also what is also amazing for the, some big companies that the ceo makes like billions yeah and the people who really do actually work on our food stamps that doesn't yeah. make sense no it doesn't and and and, and you, because if you have more than 100 million how are you going to spend it you know it doesn't it doesn't if you have another billion dollars you're not going to buy more or you're going to expense more so it goes out of the economy if you give people at a work in the warehouses or in supermarkets like a like say two, three hundred, four hundred dollar more per month, mm. they spend it, so it mm. goes back into the economy. Yeah. That 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 makes much more sense. Like, um, and there are a lot of rich people that are happily, uh, like Bill Gates, for example, and his friends, happily pay more tax because they you know <laughs> you're not going to buy a thousand TV sets. It doesn't make sense. You eat like maybe three times a day, um, and so. It's much nicer to share, and uh, I, I think people are waking up, and it doesn't make sense. And they think like, "Oh, wow, yes." Why, uh, why it, is the CEO? What makes sense? And 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 also, why is the CEO earning a million or earning like like um, seven, eight figures, or or even close to ten figures, right? And I'm here, and I'm here on food stamps. And well. See, uh, nothing wrong with uh, yeah, a very yeah. good uh, CEO, like a good leader yeah, making yeah, like nothing, a few million a year. There, there, there's, under, there's absolutely, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is, though, is when the the the, 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 work, the, the workers themselves cannot support themselves, even though, even though they're working for the company for for twenty, thirty years, and they have to, and they have to, they have, they're, they're living on food stamps. Or they're not able to buy a house, or they're not able to to eat properly, right? They have to go to McDonald's because they don't have the necessary well, money to go, to go shop and get it. And, and that's not taking responsibility. Um, see, your responsibility is to everybody involved, not only to the shareholders yeah, yeah. and to yourself. And it's also, I think, it's no fun to be like seen as a greedy guy or girl. And uh, now. And I just saw this documentary about in, Into the Mind of Bill Gates, which the 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 the, the project he and his wife uh, put money in, and like malaria research, and like building toilets in, in remote areas. And, uh, that is taking responsibility. You can say about Microsoft and the products what you want, but you know they they could also not do it, and they just decided this gives purpose and. We have the privilege to do so. Well, that's amazing. And um, I think more and more people are do, doing it like that. Um, but of course, the, the, the bad thing is now you have a president in the United States that does give an example to people. And the message is like it's normal to mistreat people or to bully people or to steal from people or to lie about things every day. Mm. I think that should definitely stop because. Yeah. Uh, that's not what you want to teach your children. No Republican wants the children to be like that. And um, so no matter what's going to happen, I don't want to go into in politics, but we know we have to choose the right leaders. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, like a company is more like a dictatorship. <laughs> the leadership uh, says it. Of course, you're not going to torture people and stuff, but... Uh, as, as Machiavelli calls it, like the enlightened dictatorship, that's mm. how most companies are run. Mm. It's, it's also a very effective and efficient system. Yeah. Because if everybody has to say, it's going to be chaos, of course. Yeah. But 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 but, but at the same time, you you, you, you you don't want to drive your 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 you don't want to drive your worker to the to the point where they are um, ready to quit either. Right. Well, and, and, no. And you, 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 you want to be like you want to be able to treat them um, as human beings, and, and, not, and, and not just as a number. Well, even if you're 
totally selfish, yeah. then you also take care of your people because uh, a healthy uh, worker that has no stress, financial stress, and works in a healthy environment is much more productive. It's much yeah. nicer to the customers uh, and does a lot of a lot more per day. Mm-hmm. So even from that perspective, it's not smart to mistreat people. Uh, yeah. It's just it's a smart thing to do to take care of people, yeah. and because everything you do comes comes back to you, and uh, so you better do the right things. Life is not that difficult. I so so I I I, ha, I have a little bit more of a personal question for you. Um, why did you decide to 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 why did why did you why did you decide to join Coco Palette as C, as CTO? Well, uh, I I started. I'm the founder. I had the idea. Oh, so, but oh. I didn't want to be a CEO. So, I came up with the idea. I after. Two, three years, I proved everybody wrong by just making an actual pellet, by building machines and shipping coconuts and, and making the whole thing. Wow. And so uh, I started from scratch, and I even started another company in, in natural stone because I happen yeah. to know a lot about natural stone. So I still do projects on the side that because I, I, I funneled hundreds of thousands of dollars into the project for my own money. Yeah. Nobody believed it could be done. So, but I Until really. Until you proved them wrong. Yeah, well, and myself, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you lie in bed and you're like, and things are not working out. You think, hmm, maybe they're right. You think, no, they cannot be right. And then you just keep on fighting uh, until uh, every day you have to solve problems. And uh, so it's determination. It's also a mission. I'm very mission driven. I want to do this. And it's fun. You're doing new things. You, you challenge yourself. You're actually constantly out of your comfort zone uh, so ba- it's, it's, it's kind of funny you become if you're too long in your comfort zone you get a bit restless as an entrepreneur yeah so you you learn yourself you teach yourself to be comfortable or at ease and outside. alert outside of the comfort yeah. zone yeah. and that's fun because it's exciting yeah and but also you have to make choices you work a lot of hours maybe your private life is a bit less you know uh you don't see your friends that often uh but also i really try to make time for my 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 family i love my family dearly i have four brothers sister my mom uh, i have a son and so as much possible time i spend with them and if they need my help i'm i always want to be there i never want to say like oh i have no time yeah. Because then I feel like a total failure if yeah. I have to say that. And yeah, so it's, yeah, well, how I, why did this join this project? Well, I started this project and now people are joining me uh, to help this uh, becoming, like making it happen. And I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for the people that put their time, effort, uh, and money into the project. Mm-hmm. Because now, now things can really speed up. And you know, in you know what I I I actually actually have my I have my own business too, and I'm I'm actually I'm actually right in the middle of actually designing my my own my own headphones and basically taking the industry and flipping it on its head, right? And 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 just being like, people are like, oh, oh, it's not gonna go anywhere, or or you're not gonna do well, or or laying awake at night and 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 having those and having those doubts. Um, uh, um, about can you actually pull it off? And you're like, yeah, well, I, I, can. I, I, I can. I can pull it off. It's just a matter of am I willing to, you know, push through and push myself to, and, and push, push, and push myself to my very limit and have my, and my family and, and, and my family backs me 100% of the way, right? So, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot easier for me to move forward because I know that my family's not my bad. Well, uh, you basically have to le- listen to yourself, your gut yeah. feeling. Of course, you hear other people, you listen to them, you yeah. take your own decisions. And yeah. if, if a lot of people that to give advice this is not going to work, then you ask yourself, is it do they know this because they have done it and they have failed? And even then, but most people <laughs> have not done that. And and the question is, why are they saying that? And why should I listen to that? Don't listen to, to uh, bad advice. 
and um but it's it's good to to listen to other people to, i read a lot i read every day uh i have no tv set for eight, 15 years or something so that gives me time to read and i really enjoy that and so you and i have this crazy memory i have an amazing memory for useless facts. And sometimes it comes in handy, but uh but yeah. my friends always say like you have a sick memory and I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, uh, but you know it's to have a memory like this it, and you can connect dots rapidly, you know, that that's a blessing. Yeah. You think, oh, I read this and then, oh, we should do this or we should contact yeah. that. And, uh, so fast thinking, a lot of dots in your head. Uh, and by listening a lot, reading a lot, um, asking a lot, you just get more dots in your head. And uh, you know, our brain is so amazing. You can put store so much material yeah. stuff in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I, I like this life of being an entrepreneur. It's, it's, it's the, the if you're wired for it, it's the, it's the best thing you can do. Because oh. also your life can have meaning and of course you can buy your own freedom. Like for me, money is coined freedom. Yeah. Uh, if you have no money, and you have worries, you're not free. Yeah. So it's also buying your freedom and by solving a problem, problem and hopefully scaling it. And if you want to do like headphones, you know, you say, okay, there are a lot of headphones out there why what i'm solving what i'm doing different what hasn't yeah. been solved uh am i in the red ocean where i compete on price how they like me my marketing uh if i have like a track record or am i am i in, am i in the blue ocean where i have something what my customers want and my competition does not have yeah and that's where you want to be yeah that's where you can grow that's where you can make your margin yeah. so did this uh are you familiar with the blue ocean strategy uh, no, 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 I'm not. It, it's 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 it's, a, it's very good to Google it, and it's they give whole courses about it, and they write thick books about it. But it's you can you can write it on on a napkin. It's like three circles. Yeah. One circle is you and your product. Yeah. Other circle is uh, the customer, and the other customer is uh, the competition. And they overlap in one place where all three parts are. That's the red ocean. So that's yeah. something you have, your competition has, and the customer wants. Yeah. And then also, there's another part that what you have and what the customer wants, that's the yeah. blue ocean. Yeah. Because the, the competition is not there yet. And the two intersect and they're able to, and, and then right the guy in the middle, that's the sweet spot. Yeah, so because if you think, what's my product? Am I in the, in this in the in the what well, the three things to come together in the red ocean, yeah. then they said, hmm, maybe that's not a good plan yeah. uh, as as a newcomer. Uh, but if you think, hmm, but what can I do to be there where the company is not there, or like, so it can be also a very good branding, marketing, or you solve a technical problem. Like if you were the first one with noise canceling, yeah. all the travelers, business travelers, would buy that thing, you know. As a first mover, and that, that's like to stay in the headphone business. So, what do you have uh, that people really like, and uh, so you can scale it? And how do you con how are you going to distribute it? Are you going to do only a web shop, or going to leave margin at stores? Um, so, there's so many decisions you can take, and because it's never been easier to be an entrepreneur than the time we live now. It's amazing times. Yeah. Anyone can start a business from 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 your attic, from your from your from your kitchen, yeah. and, and scale it because you have a nice website. People have no idea how big this company is. You don't have to own factories. You can outsource almost everything. Yeah. And uh, if you sell direct, you can have all the margin, which is uh, very interesting. You don't need the middleman. And it's the same thing how we look also at the value chain with the coconuts. Yeah. If the farmer sells to like a buyer and the buyer sells to a shipper and then there are like five, six, seven people in this value chain, chain that add a little value before it gets to the factory, mm -hmm. then there's no money left for the farmer. Yeah. And so if you shorten the, the value chain, so maybe you have only like one or two parties in between, 
that makes much more sense. So we have to go to, to very rugged, flexible, dynamic, short value chains. And uh, so that, that, that's kicking out the middleman. If the middleman has value, great. If the value is low or none, then, uh, then, then, the, 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 then they should go out because the only thing they were there is to protect their own assets, their own interest. Yeah. And that's against your interest and yeah. against the interest of the customer. So that's why it's also look at important to look at the whole supply chain. Where does it come from? Where does it end? And how do all these things interact with each other? And does it make sense? And and if it doesn't, finding an alternative that does make sense. Right? Yeah, there's always an alternative. Yeah, always. And and, and, and and even if there and, and even if there isn't an an alternative like like another business or, or, or another opportunity, you can always take that step and always create. Um, so, uh, I have, I have about three more questions. Um, but the last two are, I mean, the last two are pretty, sm- actually I have four, but the last, but the last three are pretty small questions. Um, how can people, uh, and, and this is, and this next question is, 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 is more or less geared towards other entrepreneurs and other, other people who, 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 who have, um, shipping and, 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 and they do a lot of it every year. Um, how can people or how can entrepreneurs and other people integrate eco-friendly ideologies into their shipping protocols? Well, this, the, getting back to what we just talked about, you have to understand the whole supply chain. Yeah. And because if you understand that, you can also say, hey, where can we do things smarter? How can we reuse things? Yeah. Uh, can we use a different model of pallets, for example? Do we need a pallet? Um, so looking again at the whole supply chain and things like how, and trying to explain why are things the way they are. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of times people do things because they're always did things like that. And things have changed. The world has changed. So, yeah. and um, so being more sustainable is first paying attention to what's happening after you, before you, mm-hmm. and then see what's my role in this and how can I work together with other people. And, uh, what makes sense because you know a lot of sustainable things are like pure marketing it's like a a marketing uh, seasoning that you, you just throw over <laughs> a product and then say greener or better or more sustainable when and it's actually it's, not it's only that only marketing yeah. and yeah. so also think so that's also a question what do you want you only want to sell more or you want to have a, you want to contribute to a better world yeah, and because you know people will look at it some people will dig it and they don't get it some people think like oh you're fooling me and then they're out because you, you just lost their trust yeah. yeah and we have the saying in, in Holland like uh, trust comes by foot and goes by horse so once the trust goes it runs away and never comes back yeah. and to get this trust back is very difficult so it, it's you have to walk your talk and and how you do that in supply chain, that's for everyone different. We did this by solving the part of the wood crisis, uh, the wood shortages in Asia. And that's mm-hmm. why we want to scale it. And hopefully we also in a few years, we go to Mexico and to Brazil. But there's a lot of coconuts and also a lot of pellets needed. Mm-hmm. And we know that we do is not easy. because We've done it ourselves. And we also know that we will get some copycats. And we wish them all the luck in the world because mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy. Um, yeah, but what's my advice? Uh, listen to yourself and, and think, think, think better, study things and ask other people like, uh, how can we improve this? Yeah. And, and, and what do you think about this and, 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 and more or less share, I mean, share your, give I me, mean, give, I mean, give them an inside look inside your, inside your thought process, your head. And then that way you're able to say they 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 could tell you no, right? And they could be bang on or dead right, right? But you. Oh, need but to most people they... most people want to help, and yeah. if yeah. you ask for advice, hey, oh, oh yeah, as long as it doesn't too much time, you know. And they like to share their ideas, and uh, of course, you can buy a lot of books and read about other entrepreneurs, how they think, how they did things, how they solved things, how they messed up. That's that's very valuable. The lessons yeah. of other people. 
And uh, but also when we have we hire the best consultants we can get in Europe, like in the technical field, mm-hmm. and we always ask him, okay, we're gonna, we, I want you to solve this and this problem. Yeah. And at the end, we always state in the document, tell us something we don't know and we should know. And the most interesting things come come from that. They say, oh, you should know this or you yeah. should know that, and, uh, because if you don't ask for it, you don't get it. Yeah, exactly. And people exactly. really like that part also, uh, or, or, or uh, because they think, oh yeah, this is really, you should talk to this guy or this woman, or you should never go there, or this always happens if you do that and that. Mm-hmm. Because if you find out the hard way by things exploding or firing back at you, you know, you think like, sure, I wish I knew this. Mm-hmm. And you can just ask for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so just tell us something we don't know and we should know. It's, it's one of the things you should always and your briefing and your talk with. Or who should we talk to? Yeah. And can we can we use your name as an instruction? That's a very good one. Okay, so my last two actually actually my actually my last question before we start wrapping up is: I know you you said that you like to read. What is your top? Th- what are your top three favorite books to read? <laughs> I'm just walking now to my couch where I have a whole stack of books that I'm reading right now. Oh, I, I'm just rereading Walden from uh, Henry David Thoreau. It's like a very old book. Okay. This guy lives like in a, sh- in a house by a lake 100 years ago and he, he writes about it. I have here Meditations Marcus Aurelius, like the Roman emperor. Okay. Oh, uh, I, I have Marcus American Aurelius? Book. Yeah, Marcus Aurelius. Okay. Uh, he's like this one, okay. one of the, yeah, the most famous uh, yeah. Roman emperors. Yeah generals uh leaders and what i really liked here is the book from uh jocko willink uh it's called he's like an ex-navy seal yeah yeah and he had a lot of missions and he has this book is called extreme ownership i've read it are you it, a navy is, seals it is amazing it is amazing yeah, so be responsible for everything never put the blame on anyone it is amazing that, and that, that uh, i really, really like that one. Oh, oh my gosh that book is amazing yeah and I've got here, like, uh, I think most people have read it, uh, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Oh, I've, 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 I've okay, do, do, you, do you mind emailing me? Um, I, I, your, I'll, your, I'll email you <laughs> list of books. And, and also what I found really enjoy to read is Homo Deus and uh, Sapiens by mm-hmm. Yuval Noah Harari. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm really studying because we're using biomimicry. So I'm a lot of, reading a lot of books about biomimicry. How can we mm-hmm. learn from nature in design mm-hmm. processes and things? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, th- these are like the books that are on top. That I'm I'm mostly reading like six, seven, eight books at the same time. Wow. Which <laughs> I cannot I cannot recommend. But you know, sometimes you feel like one book, and you don't eat. You don't feel like eating the same thing every day. You know. Yes, that's true. And. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, in, in terms of in terms of reading, my 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 top three to five are probably Extreme Ownership is pretty good. Start with Why by 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 Simon Sinek is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that. Um, uh, the, the the Third Door, um, by uh, Alex Bayana. Um, that third Door, I don't know that one. By Anne, I'll I'll I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll send it. I'll send, it, I'll send it. I'll send it in the email. And also, guys, um, I will also link the. I'll also link in the description to have all the links for like, for the for the. So I'll, have, I'll have links for all of the books that we're going to be talking about um, right now, so so that you guys can go and do your own reading, or if you guys want to purchase, you guys can purchase. Um, uh, it's 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 it's, it's uh, the, the 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 third door itself is literally. A inside look on on like Lady Gaga and um, uh, Larry King, uh, Bill Gates even, uh-huh. and what they were like before they were million uh, before they were famous and how and how they got to be where they are. And have they changed a lot before and after? Uh I don't think so. Not not. I mean. I mean, I mean not really, right? If 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 you're if you're if you're wise enough, fame shouldn't fame shouldn't change you. It should only expose what's in your heart. 
right? Yeah. If if you I think if, so, but if, also if you're not smart enough, you don't last. You know? Yeah, exactly. You, it's a big flame and then it's gone. But you want to be a, a flame that keeps on burning, right? And, and that that's that's fueled by experience, determination, and 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 uh, will. And so my other my other two, my other two are crushing it by Gary V. That book was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that one. Is it I, when I see him on YouTube or a thing like I, this guy irritates me? And he says two <laughs> smart things. Yeah, but he just you know he annoys me in a way. Oh. And it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean even if somebody annoys me, they can they can say smart things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it is just, uh, I'm sure that a lot of people are definitely completely annoyed by how I act and do and things. But I have this with this guy. I, I, I don't know. I don't keep my finger on it. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> um, what else? What is, what is the last book I've, I've read that that, that really um, got to me? What was the, what was the other book? Um, I have to, I have, I have, to, I have to think about the last one. I got to think about the last one. Um, in the meantime, though, um, do you have, do you have any, do you have any materials or, or, or any added reading for, for, for my audience? Do you, do you want to, do you want to put out articles or anything else like that? Or, um, well, I, I think that it's good to read, have different sources. If you have yeah. only one source. Yeah. And it's it's very colored. I think you yeah. have to read different kind of newspapers, uh, yeah. read different platforms and things and get yourself informed. <laughs> because, you know, uh, if you read, especially if you read the book from Kahneman, Think Fast and Slow, we are so biased. And yeah. if you think, oh, no, I'm very smart, so I'm not biased, everybody's biased. Because you see through your glasses, through your eyes, at the certain thing. And yeah. somebody else would look at the same thing and have a completely different opinion about it. So that, that's why it's interesting to read about the same thing from, from, uh, and from look at from, the, the different angles. Yes. And uh, so saying like what books to read, well, definitely read books from that are written by smart people. <laughs> that's just a smart thing to do. Yeah. I think that's the first. Uh, but also if you read books that lasted, you know, that have been written, 50, 100 years ago, and still are being published and read, there yeah. must be something good in it. Same with music. I love yeah. to listen to classic, classic music uh, because, you know, it, everything that was really, really bad yeah. is just, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, it didn't last. Yeah. And, uh, and it's all about quality, the quality yeah. of the people you deal with, the quality of the, 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 the clothing you wear, uh, simple things, the quality of the food, the ingredients. So you have to develop this this, this fine taste of quality, yeah. simple things, and, and really enjoy simple, beautiful things. Yeah. And, uh, and and I think it's very nice that what what I like, for example, about oh, we had a dinner with Jane Goodall yesterday. We oh. had a uh, you know the, the 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 she did all the research into uh, chimpanzees in Africa. Oh. That oh. Jane Goodall. Oh, and oh Jane, was that Jane Goodall? I was like, Jane I was, Goodall. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And she, and she <laughs> was like, uh, yeah, it was amazing yesterday evening. We went there with a group of eight. Mm -hmm. And she is 86. She travels for 300 days a year to, to tell the message and to uh, wow. create awareness about the environment, not only about the monkeys and the apes. But, and, but what I like about her, she is a celebrity. Yeah. And, but she is very humble. She... Like, I'm really grateful for the people around me. I'm very grateful to my mother who taught me this and that and that. Mm -hmm. And I see the same kind of humbleness, for example, in uh, Bill Gates mm -hmm. uh, and other people that are really there to help and they are attentive. And of course, they have a very busy schedule and they make mm -hmm. their choices, but they're not boasting or arrogant. Yeah. And yeah. it's just to to stay grateful and and humble, I think that makes life so much more beautiful. Yeah, that's true. There's no, there's no joy in, in, in boasting or feeling better than other people because yeah. we're not, and we're judged by our actions and uh, not by our bank accounts. Hopefully, that's it's true. Uh, yeah. Okay. And now, but as I said before, life is quite simple. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 you don't have to overcomplicate yeah. things. Yeah, that's true. 
that's true. Um, okay, so uh, Mikael, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Um, do you have social media? Do you LinkedIn? <laughs> no. no, I have LinkedIn, but I don't know Facebook. No, it would drive me crazy, I guess, because we get so many mails and. Uh, so people can look at the website, they can send a message through via our website, and uh, we'll, we'll try to respond to everyone. And that's getting harder and harder because sometimes we get like hundreds of mails per day, and we're not even really started the factory yet. Mm. Uh, but you know, that's also we're feeling blessed by by that. Uh, no, people can reach out via LinkedIn or via our website. But uh, but thank you for our conversation. I'm really happy to be in your podcast. Oh and, no problem. Uh, it it was joy. It was my pleasure. Um, guys, uh, just uh, just so you guys know, I I will leave links to uh, their uh, LinkedIn page as well as their website down in the description for you guys. All right. Thank you, Mikhail, so much. Have have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Joshua. Take care. Bye. That about wraps up today's episode. Did you like what you heard today? Well, there are many more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Do you feel like reaching out? Connect with Joshua on Instagram at JJE underscore Bennett for more information about the podcast. If the episode spoke to you, please leave a review, voice message, or comment on either any podcast platforms, Anchor or Instagram. Keep moving forward.